how in the world could Corrie ten Boom, who was locked up in a concentration camp in Germany, be truly free? This is the Empower Good Podcast. Hello, welcome again to another episode of Empower Good Podcast, and I'm really excited about today's episode uh, because it's on a very important topic. It's a a lesson that I learned uh, in the last several months that has just absolutely blown my mind. It's it's kind of laid the foundation for uh, kind of uh, my growth uh, moving forward and in the last several months. But before we get into the topic of freedom, what it truly means to be free, uh, you know, is it freedom from slavery? Is it uh, physical freedom, financial freedom? What does it mean to be truly free? I just have a couple of quick announcements. Uh, the first, I just want to say thank you so much for for uh, listening to and, uh, and, and, and just the positive feedback that I have received from the the episode so far uh, in season two. Um, also, I just want to make this announcement, and that is that right now, uh, I, I don't have any social media. Uh, this podcast has no social media. And actually, at the moment, I don't even have a website. Uh, I haven't gotten around to that part yet. But the reason I shared the social media part is because uh, for my personal um, for my personal, emotional, and mental health, I have actually uh, decided to completely eliminate uh, uh, social media. I still have my accounts. I'm on from time to time on a uh, restricted computer, etc. But my personal access to them has been taken away. I decided to give that up uh, because I ha- I was using it too much as a bad coping mechanism as I've been recovering from anxiety and depression. So. The reason I share that is not for uh, a pity party or a, hey, wow, you're so cool. You got rid of social media. It's because without social media, it's really hard to promote a podcast. And so I just want to encourage you, if you are blessed by the Empower Good podcast, please do share. Without it, there is really no way that the podcast uh, is uh, discovered by anyone else. And so when you're blessed by a podcast, even if you're just a little segment of that you enjoy, uh, think of a friend or two or three and say, you know, who can I share this with? Be intentional by your influence. And uh, by the way, that's just a little um, little uh, influence hack that I actually like to do. I do this all the time. My friends know I'm always sending encouraging songs, podcasts, books. I kind of like call it um, referral influence. Basically, if you find something cool, share it with one person. Um, you know, if you find a sermon, if you find a book, a podcast, a song that's encouraging, inspiring, educational, just share it with somebody. And uh, so if you find this podcast episode or episodes uh, encouraging, etc., cetera, uh, and educational, please do pass it on. Thank you so much for that. Now, with that said, let's get into the topic. What is freedom? What does it mean to be truly free? You know, many times we think of uh, the abolitionist movement. You know, we have William Wilberforce back in England. He helped stop uh, the slave trade uh, worldwide uh, through the British Empire. We have Abraham Lincoln here. Um, you know, we have people that were put in prison for their faith back in the Dark Ages, uh, etc. You know, what does it mean to be truly free? Is it is it geographical freedom? Like I have the, you know, I live in a country that is free. Um, is it freedom of religion to be able to believe what you want to do? I also think of uh, sex slavery, for example. Um, you know, it's a multi-billion-dollar business. There's uh, like 200,000 women and children that are uh, that are sold uh, into the United States every year for sex trafficking. Um, Sacramento, the city that's closest to me, is is one of the largest in the nation. So it's like you know. Is, is, is it like the ability to have a family to not be tortured or sold for sex? Is like that what is that what it means to be free from uh, f- what is, is that what it means to be free? 
is it location? Is it is it freedom of speech? Is it uh, financial freedom to be able to not really have to work or work remotely? You know, this term of freedom kind of gets thrown around uh, so so much. Uh, even in religious circles, we talk about freedom. And, uh, you know, many times growing up, uh, you always have these rules and different things. And, you know, you're, I just remember growing up, just there's a lot of rules. You know, you have rules in the home, uh, which are good, by the way. Uh, you know, the Bible says that God, Jesus says, those I love, I rebuke and chasten. The law is really a, um, a gui- guidelines for a happy life. Um, it's not a bunch of do's and don'ts. It's more like, hey, follow this and you'll be happy because uh, they keep you from what is bad. Uh, but that's a side tangent. Um, there's a lot of rules. And uh, many times, you know, you you always like, no dad, no mom, no church, no society. Like, I want to do what I want to. My friends are wearing these cool jeans. My friends are listening to this music. My friends are doing this. My friends are dating. Um, I want to do those things too. I want to do what I want. And I think many times, and this is kind of where the premise of this talk is, is that, that many times we believe and we get mad at Maybe our parents, we get mad at God, we get mad at religion, um, you know, even with this postmodern idea of like, hey, do what you want, do as you wilt, uh, follow your heart, do whatever you want, what's good for you is good for you, what's good for me is good for me. Um, we get mad at society or at rules and regulations saying, that's not freedom, you're limiting my freedom, I should be able to do what I want. I should be able to follow desire. If I want to have sex before marriage, I should be able to do that, I should have the freedom to do that. Now, of course, no one, as long as it doesn't hurt other people or go against the law of the land, uh, you know, by all means, do uh, what you'd like, um, as it were, or the law of God. Um, But is that truly freedom? Is eating a whole bag of barbecue chips true freedom? I mean, you could do whatever you want, but is that true freedom? You know, is, is drinking as much alcohol as you want freedom? Is watching as many movies as you want freedom? Uh, at one point in my depression, I, you know, I binge watched, uh, you know, like a whole season within a 24 hour period, you know, is that truly freedom? I woke up, uh, feeling like I got hit by a truck afterwards. Is that freedom is doing what you want? Freedom is, is following culture and doing and, and, and working out to, to look hot and sexy, uh, you know, to to uh, be like the models in the magazines for you women or, or the guys in the movies, uh, you know, that are all ripped and, and chiseled is working out and doing those things, being like almost like compulsively doing those things so that you can be like them because that's your identity. Is that true freedom? Is, is, is doing all those things for those reasons true freedom? I want to propose to you that it is not. But rather, I would like to propose to you that true freedom is the mental state of mind where you can realize and choose that which is right. You heard me right. Choosing what is right is true mental freedom or true freedom, the ability to choose what is right. You see, the thing is you can be locked up in a jail cell. You can be uh, you know, com- in a completely non-free physical state, financial state, health state, but you can still be mentally free. How is it? that Corrie ten Boom was locked up in the Nazi concentration camps and her and her sister were still free. Now, were they physically free? No. Were they uh, health free? I mean, they didn't get the food that they wanted. Uh, They didn't have the clothing they wanted, didn't have the, the health they wanted. But were they mentally free? Absolutely, yes. Because the Germans could not take 
their mental freedom, a state of mind. You see, the thing is true freedom is the ability to realize and to choose that which is right, that which is uh, right. And many times that all they, all you can choose is your thoughts. And that's what Corrie ten Boom and her sister did. You see, the thing is, what does this mean? How is this applicable? Because, and what does this have to do with me doing what I want? You see, the thing is when you do what you want, when you, when you do what you desire only, you are nothing more than a slave to desire. You see, the devil, he doesn't care what you're a slave to. You see, okay, let, let me paint it like this. There's two sides. There's God's side, and then there's the devil, devil's side. You see, when, and the devil would have you do it. He wants you to live in this category, the should and the have to. I should do this. I should do this. I should do this. I have to do this. I have to do this. This is what culture tells me to do. This is what my my heart tells me to do. This is what my desire, this is what my lust says. This is what my pride says. You know, there's all kinds of categories. Let me give you some examples right here. He does not care. See, the thing is, if you have to do something, if you should do something, you are really not free because you're doing it because you have to rather than I'm choosing to. Let me give you some examples here. The devil doesn't care what you're a slave to. And here are some examples. He does not care whether you are uh, a slave to your circumstances. He doesn't care if you do things because you're feeling sad or feeling happy and you just do them because of your feelings. In other words, the only thing driving your choices are your feelings and your thoughts. How the day goes, it's a rainy day, therefore I have a bad day. Somebody yell at me, therefore I'm going to be angry back. See, the thing is you're slave to your feelings of anger. You're just doing it because you feel like it, right? He doesn't care if you're a slave to others' opinions. You know, hey, I, I, I'm going to dress a certain way because if not, I'm going to look weird. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to go be a doctor. I'm going to go be a lawyer. I'm going to go, uh, you know, be a carpenter or a, a mechanic. I don't care what you're going to be because that's what my dad wants. That's what my mom wants because that's what society wants. He doesn't, he doesn't care if, if, you know, you're a slave to your internal lies. For example, I'm a loser, right? You know, like I, I'm not worth anything, I, you know. Uh, I can never achieve to anything. No one likes me. Those are all internal lies about shame. And he doesn't care if you then go ahead and cut yourself or if you do all those things based off those internal lies. He doesn't care if you do things based off of your abuse or trauma or neglect that you experience growing up by family or friends or people at church uh, or in any situation where you receive that abuse, trauma, or neglect. He doesn't care uh, if you do good or bad things uh, based off of those things. He doesn't care if you do things because if you're, if you're a slave to the devil's, his own temptations. I mean, if you do it because he's tempting you, he doesn't care. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't care if you're a slave to desires or your wants or your lusts. I mean, as long as you're not thinking, he doesn't care. As long as you're not thinking, he doesn't care. He's not, he doesn't care if you're a slave to worldly culture pop culture. I mean, if you're, you know, listen to the music and the movie, watching the movies and dressing and uh, behaving and eating like the world, he doesn't care as long as you're not doing it because you're thinking. He doesn't care if you're a if you're slave to Christian culture. You know, just I mean, if you don't wear jewelry or if you do uh, uh, go to church or you pay your tithe and you're just doing it because others do so because that's the right thing to do, you're just doing it because he doesn't care because your heart's not in it. You didn't really choose to do it. You're just doing it because that's what's cool to do. And if, or if you don't, you're going to be weird or people are going to think he doesn't care if you do it because you're a hypocrite, because you're afraid of, you know, not looking like a Christian. And he doesn't care if you're slave to the law, to God or religion. You see, you might be saying like, what, you know, I, I mean, really slave to God, slave to religion. I have to share with you a personal story. And, and that is that, you know, me growing up Christian, I grew up in a conservative environment 
And, you know, for so long, I just did things because that's what I know I should. I didn't understand why I did them. I didn't uh, really resonate or think about what I should do or why I should do it. And I remember one time, particularly, I was struggling with lust at the time. And uh, I was just crying out to God. And uh, at that time, I had, uh, by the way, I recommend this to everyone. I still have it to this day. Uh, That is uh, Covenant Eyes um, Accountability. Uh, where you get an email sent out, uh, you know, monitoring your your uh, web web uh, activities, etc., and you know, have accountability reports and accountability partner that you pray with on a weekly basis. But at that time, I had that report going. I worked for the church, and I was about to go preach somewhere, but I was so tempted, uh, and I was going to go preach, and I was just so mad at God. I was like, Lord, I am tired. I am so tired of not sinning because of some dumb accountability. I am tired of not sinning because of some, because I know that I'm going to, you know, I work for the church or like my reputation and all these wrong reasons. Like I was, I was striving against sin because of my reputation. I was striving against sin because I didn't want to get caught. I was striving against sin. I, the only reason I wasn't doing what I wanted to do, you see, the thing is you might say, oh, you had the victory, Joel. You had the victory. You didn't give in. But this is the thing. The devil doesn't care. He's like, yeah, that's cool. He doesn't have to give in to his lust. But I was not doing it because I was a slave to religion. I wasn't being authentic with myself. I was being a slave to what I had to do. And I remember praying in the car and crying out to God. And I called a friend and we talked on the phone. And I remember crying and I said, Lord, I just want to not sin. Not because of some stupid accountability. Not because of I'm going to get caught. But because I want, I, don't, I just, I I don't want to do it because of those things. I want to do it because I love you. That's what I want to do. I want to, I want to not sin because I, I, I want to not sin. Please change my heart. And at that moment, I realized that I also could be a slave to God. I could be a slave to religion. If I'm doing things, if I'm having time with God, because if I don't, I'm going to feel bad. Well, then you're doing it not because you love God, but because you're, you're taught, you, you, don't want to, you don't want to feel bad. You, want to feel, you don't want to feel shame. You, you want to, quote, let God down. You see, the devil doesn't care. He just wants you to be enslaved. He doesn't want you to be free. You see the thing on the other side of things, it's a little bit different. God presents a completely different picture. God says, with, with God, nothing is forced. Nothing is forced. You, said this, you know why nothing is forced with, the, with God? It's because he knows that truth, the right thing, truth, reality, absolute truth is intrinsically convincing. In other words, God in truth is so good, so convincing that anyone in their right mind would, tr- would choose it. And that is why true freedom is the sobriety of mind, the clearness of mind, the state of mind where you can see both sides and then choose that which is right. You see, the thing is when you're drunk, you can't make right choices. When you're you know, high on drugs, when you're, when you're flooded your mind with you know, social media or TV, your frontal lobe is being fried and you can't really think. When you're, when, you're, when you're infatuated, you can't really think. And so true freedom is the state of mind. And I'm not talking about some new agey state of mind. I'm talking about Christ coming into your heart to renew your mind. Christ transforming your mind, the intentional exercise of the will of thought by thinking about God, thinking about positive things and not allowing your mind to just wander randomly. That is true freedom. You see, God, he says, hey, nothing is forced. He just presents the facts, presents the truth, 
but he knows because of sin we're mentally drunk we're not we're not so sober because we we have unhealthy habits we the, the media uh, drugs alcohol substances all these things uh, infatuation love uh, uh, all these different things selfishness pride we're so our minds are so engrossed with all these things we can't think straight and that's why he says therefore be transformed by the renewing of your mind that's what the gospel is all about it's about the ability Christ clearing the mind not of not of emptying the mind but of clearing the mind of that which hinders and filling it with the power to choose that which is right like Joshua said choose you this day whom you will serve the only way we can do that is with the holy spirit's renewing of the mind there's another quote in the book uh, mind character and personality page 660 that I want to read to you uh, it's talking about uh, the importance of being intentional with our thoughts, and it says, "Even your thoughts must be brought into sub- the, the excuse me. Even your thoughts must be brought into the sub- subjection of the will of God, and your feelings under the control of reason and religion." In other words, don't let your thoughts just wander randomly. Don't do things just because of impulse, because of society, because of your feelings, because of your lies. Be intentional exercise your mind and allow Christ to renew your mind to bring you to that ability. And then it says right here, your imagination was not given to you to be allowed to run riot and to have its own way without any effort or restraint or discipline. In other words, what it's saying is God didn't create our imagination, our thoughts, our desires to just be, just just run loose, just to run loose and to, to just think about and do and just impulsively do whatever. It says right here that it was that, 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 that it should have its, uh, it should not have its own way without any effort or restraint or discipline. In other words, the mind was created. You see, the thing is, if you just do things because you want or because you desire, because your impulse, you're a slave to desire and impulse. You're not really in control. You're not free. And that's what's so beautiful about the gospel. Christ came to set us free from sin. The Bible says in in, in uh, the New Testament there that that God said that the truth will set you free. And when the sun sets you free, you'll be free indeed. That's what's so powerful. God wants to set the mind free. It's not just free from sin, but free from doing things for any other reason than you choosing. You see, the thing is, Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, they had such a clearness of mind, a purity of thought, that they could choose righteousness on their own. They didn't follow impulse. They had a clearness of mind and say, you know what? I want to follow truth because truth is good. God is good. And doing what is right is awesome. Unfortunately, they were swayed and they were persuaded and they believed the lies of the devil. And that's what happened. They gave in to wrong thinking. They allowed their minds to wander from that which is truth. In closing, I want to read you a couple of verses. The first one is in Romans 7.25. It says here, Paul is saying, I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. In another version, it says, I thank God who gives me the victory or who strengthens me through Jesus Christ, our Lord. In other words, Christ, he's saying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for transforming me, for helping me. And then he goes in and says, so then. What does that mean? Well, because of, because Christ has transformed me, he says, with the mind, I myself serve the law of God. In other words, because Christ has transformed my mind, I no longer have to serve the law of God because I have to, because if I don't, people won't think I'm a Christian or because uh, if I don't uh, do this or that, I'm, you know, I'm I'm not going to be making it to heaven or anything like that. He says, because Christ has transformed my mind, I myself with my own mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, in other words, impulse with just following desire, I serve the law of sin. This verse literally 
literally proves exactly what we've been talking about. True freedom is the ability to choose. I myself, with my own mind, choose that which is right. The last verse that I want to leave with you is Romans 12, chapter 2, as a verse of encouragement. You see, the thing is, Christ can transform your mind. You might feel as though you your mind is all over the place. The mind can be trained, and we'll have further episodes in the future on how to train your mind and what to think about, what to think about, and how to how to, how to to stay on top of your mind, uh, etc. But in Romans 12, verse 2, it says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind, that you may prove that which is good and acceptable in the perfect will of God. In other words, how do, how do you prove the perfect will of God? It is by being transformed in, the, in, in your mind. It's by being transformed. Let Christ into your heart today. Allow him to transform you. And allow him to empower some good in you today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Empower Good Podcast. I am truly honored. Remember, until next time, share this episode with somebody who you know needs the encouragement. God bless you, and remember to empower good.